Good day, everyone. This is Shane Hagedorn, and you're listening to the Moment to Moment Podcast, Episode 7. If you got a chance to listen to last week's podcast, I was talking with Stevie Lamb and Colonel Bill Dietz, retired, on two of their new books that's coming out. Well, actually, that's already out on Amazon, Backslide and Pipeline. Uh, they were in studio, and we talked about you know both the books, the, the challenges, uh, some of the content of the books, and it was my first ever guests that were on the show. So that was a different format than... I had done so far, and I had to buy some, you know, extra equipment, um, better mic. I bought a new USB interface. The one that I have right now, what this USB interface is, is that it's a component to your system that you can plug in your microphone, and then that connects to your computer, and it has the ability now to take the signal from your microphone through this interface and feed it into your computer. So when I had now two extra microphones with the guests, my first USB, the Focusrite Solo Scarlett, didn't have any extra inputs. And I've got some other equipment around here. And I spent at least a whole week just trying to save a little money and seeing if I could put it all together myself with kind of cobbling together all these little pieces of equipment I have and components and alas I wasn't able to do it so I did have to go out buy another microphone and buy a new USB interface uh, that would handle two mic inputs so it worked out pretty slick there was some challenges in getting both of those mics tuned in correctly with mine because they're different And then in editing, I didn't know it would take me triple the time. So I was working with a couple different things. One, usually my podcasts are about 20 minutes long. And I think that's kind of good for, you know, people on the go. They can catch up to date within 20 minutes and pretty good for, you know, solo podcasts. But now I had two extra people And those conversations went double that. So last week's podcast was probably recorded 45 minutes and edited down to maybe 38, close to 40. But now I had three stems of dialogue that I had to edit down. So what normally takes me in this podcast, I record, you know, my material, edit it, upload it on various uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, Spotify, things like that. And by the end of the day, five, six hours, now I've got it down to, at first it was getting all the settings right and getting a workflow, it was like 10 hours. But now, with these three extra ones, it took me quite a long time to produce that show and so I learned a lot from, from that. Next week, 
uh, we'll have in studio Anthony E. Griffin, a Michigan filmmaker. Uh, he's produced a lot of award-winning short films, worked on many feature films, and he's a real good friend of mine, collaborator, very smart guy, funny, and he also helps run one of Michigan's premier genre film festivals in Grand Rapids, Thriller Chiller. Uh, I forget what year they're on. Gotta be close to 10 years now. Uh, him and his wife, uh, Shirley Griffin, and a handful of other folks that are filmmakers, volunteers, sponsors, all put together a really solid film festival. I think October is when it goes up. but So we're just on the heels of that passing, and then I didn't get a chance to make it up there, unfortunately. But Tony will be coming down next week, and we're going to talk about what it's like to be a filmmaker in not only Michigan, but any town USA. How technology, how social media has really made the world smaller and how artists now with unique voices can get that work out, which traditionally maybe 10 years or more, of course, it was more difficult to do. How short filmmakers, feature-length filmmakers had to rely on so many different things to get their work produced and get it out there. But now with the advancement of these things and costs have came down, and I think the playing field has developed more people uh, in those areas in, in any town, USA, Oklahoma, Arizona, there's always a band of filmmakers that you can connect with, get together, and produce content and tell stories together. So we're going to be talking about some of those aspects, how to do it, pitfalls, successes, trials, and tribulations with that in his experience and my experience. That should be a really entertaining show, so don't miss that. The holiday season has officially kicked off uh, with Thanksgiving just had passed. I had to work Thanksgiving. I worked at the hospital. It was a pretty slow day, but it was a good day. I usually will work one of the major holidays, be it Thanksgiving or Christmas. Having the extra money is good. You know, you get paid for your time that is spent away from home that you could be there at home with. So they compensate you pretty good. But I also do it so other people can, you know, I just don't take all the holidays off. Some people do. I don't mind giving back a little bit. Maybe now somebody with young kids or wants to go away, uh, they have that opportunity. So you give, you get, you know. But we just had Thanksgiving. Uh, I said that I did have to work. So I didn't have that big meal yet. And it was nice going through Facebook and other social media and seeing a lot of people's pictures and, and posts on all the rich foods that they got to eat. I did, however, got to have some really, really good turkey soup that my wife's friend made for us, coupled with some really good rolls that my wife put in the oven. And it was perfect. So we had that last night. Got to watch uh, a new holiday classic movie that I hope uh, people watch and enjoy. I was really impressed with it. Um, I think it was called Daddy's Home 2. 
starring Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell. It had Mel Gibson and John Lithgow in it. I thought it was pretty funny. I really did. And it had some really cool themes in it. It's a uh, it's Christmas time in the movie. And these two dads are stepdads that are friends. It's part two from a film that I've never watched the part one, but it was nice, you know, popcorn film to watch as we ate our turkey noodle soup and rolls. So that was my Thanksgiving. We're going to have some of my uh, wife's family come down next week and we'll celebrate our Thanksgiving holiday then and have some really good food. So I'm not out of the clear yet. I will consume a lot of calories. And I also am planning for this holiday season to get back into shape. I'm going to put my mind to it. I've taken some weeks off, as I talked about earlier, weeks, couple weeks, times weeks, times weeks. So I've taken a few months off, if we're really honest with one another, a few months off, and I need to get back into shape. I always talk about, it's called like canoeing a river, and I've used that metaphor before, uh, you canoe up a river, which is exercise, you know, you're doing really well to get to this point. And then I get kind of busy or tired and I just kind of float back down the river, let the water take me. And hopefully I don't bypass the starting point that I've began at and I need to start canoeing again and put the effort in. Um, anyway, Christmas is around the corner. These three months just fly. October, November, December. And then you kick in New Year's Eve, boom. It feels like it just snaps. One, two, three. And then you've got the longest three months in Michigan, the January, February, March, which feels like six months of just cold, gray, snow and ice. I tell people, I love the season in Michigan right up to January 1st. After that, I'd rather be in California or Arizona. Maybe sometime in the future, I can arrange something like that. I don't mind the first few snowfalls. I like going out, getting wood, hunting, and about January 1st, I'm done. What about you? But reflecting back on... You know, the holiday season right now, you know, we don't go shopping on Black Friday or anything like that. There's no, it's not a challenge thing. And I don't care about saving the money. I just like to look at, you know, my Thanksgiving is something that I am thankful for, not to feel more spiritual than anybody else. I just don't like that that really piggy consumerism. Sorry. Uh, I do like Saturday, you know, the small business Saturday. Gosh, they named like everything after that. I think, I think we're up to like giving Tuesday now. So, so we'll have basically a whole seven days of things that we're thinking about, things that we're thankful for and shopping in between. We don't do a lot of shopping in my family. Over the years, me and my wife, we're not really gift people. 
I like to give them. I don't really like to get them. I don't really care about the gifts. I more of a time person. So spending time with me, giving my time to you, giving you affirmations. There's a book that I've read called The Five Love Languages, and I was better able to understand some of those things. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's great resource for couples, even for single people, because we all kind of respond to these uh, five love languages differently. And if I remember correctly, they are words of affirmation. People like hearing those things. Um, I love you. you know, you're beautiful to me. Acts of service, just doing things. You're thoughtful enough to get my tires rotated for me. You took out the trash. You're constantly... You know, I think acts of service almost like maybe nest building to people like that. Receiving gifts. I have friends that, you know, those things don't mean jack. If you brought something, that means you took your time out, you selected a gift that was very personable to them, and you gave it to them. They like gifts. Quality time. I'm more in that boat. Quality time. Uh, I appreciate somebody that takes time out of their day to be with me, to share with me their their time, which is, I think, the most uh, expensive thing there is. And then physical touch. I think we all love physical touch, but some people need that little handhold, that little soft uh, brush on their cheek, the the pat on the back, you know, the, the uh, or smack on the butt. I don't know. But what it all breaks down to is... Like, say, I don't really mind if you give me gifts. What I really want from you is your time. This person doesn't care what you say to them. They care about what you do for them. I don't, they don't care if you tell them you love them a hundred times, showing them you love them by doing the things that are important to them. Uh, show that. So really interesting because I think as couples and people, we understand those things differently. We process those affirmations or services differently. And the person that loves that you brought them home flowers and that you brought them home their favorite chocolate knows that you're thinking about them. They're a gift person. But if you just come and you say, I took off Saturday to hang out with you and you guys are sitting around watching Netflix and maybe that wasn't their thing. They wanted you to go out and get them something unique, uh, tickets to the show, you know, that's their thing. So in that book, it teaches us how to identify which one of those languages that your your loved one is so that you can communicate and show that love in that special way. Makes sense. So me and my wife really don't exchange presents anymore. Uh, a lot of the family, my close family, her parents, my mother, sister, we don't do the presents really. We like to hang out with one another. I say... If we're going to spend X amount on all presents that oh, I got to give you one, you got to give me one, and we're all pretty independent. I can buy my own presents. I can buy my own things that I need. Why don't we just put that together 
and have a really nice meal somewhere, why don't we go out and have an experience together, a shared experience? Maybe we set a destination for a mini vacation somewhere and just do that. I would like that better, the experience, than to have another gadget or electronic device that I have to keep track of. What are your love language that you respond to? Think about that for a little bit. If you've never heard of this, it makes a lot of sense. It may help your relationships with your significant other, your parents or siblings. You know, if you can't communicate on a certain level, are they a words of affirmation person, an acts of service person? receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch, or a combination of them all. I mean, when I finally had read this book and thought about it, I go, wow, I just had never had that knowledge. I think knowledge is key. It is key in a lot of these things. You know, the Bible talks about, above all things, seek wisdom, seek knowledge, And if we have that in any area of our life, it makes it more richer. If I have the knowledge and wisdom in relationships, it's going to help me. If I have the knowledge and wisdom for my health, it would give me longevity. See what I'm saying? So in all these different things, you know, knowledge is key. My people die for lack of knowledge also in the Bible. Yeah, I'm just very thankful right now. We've got some news uh, coming up on several of our projects that we'll be releasing. Uh, We just dropped the trailer to one of our films, Man Best Friend, MBF, and it's been getting really great responses. The director, Tony Hornis, and the editor, Scott Bakula, put this thing together and It's been moving people. Several people have commented on social media like they were crying. And another guy, a friend of mine I work with, I showed it to him and he goes, looks like a sad movie. Yeah, it's going to make you feel something, buddy, is what it's going to do. Anyway, it's a really special movie. And I encourage you to go out there, see the trailer on Facebook, Man's Best Friend. It's on YouTube as well. And so we have that. We have some new updated news on Wild Faith coming on this celebrity voiceover talent that we got. Oh, I want to spill the beans on that. And I just have to be patient. I have to wait. Not something I'm very good at. Waiting. I like to just go out and do it. Let's get it done. And not have to wait for things, but that's where we are. Uh, the Chrysler, we are in the final stages uh, before we finally make a delivery to our distributor and get that eventually into theaters early 2019. Also, Wild Faith will be coming to more theaters 2019 as well. Man, I'm so thankful just on that front. Just on the artistic front, being alive, being a part of something that is really great work, in my opinion. Great people, 
fact that I get to work with great people, and that is worthwhile. Now, if we can tell worthy stories, great people, good stories, and have success with the films financially for investors, boom, that's what it's all about artistically. God has been so good to me, so good opening doors, opportunities, closing others, things that I thought were going to pop that didn't, things that I've been working towards, put on a shelf or put on hold. He's just been giving me peace, peace. And that's a thing. That's a commodity. That's that's an item that's sought after that people want peace where you can sleep at night amongst all the things that are going on in your life. If you can have a moment's a night's rest, if you can have peace and knowing that whatever circumstance that I'm in, it's as challenging as it is. God is with me and he's going to see me through this. Whatever it is, that gives me peace. And also thankful for my family, my wife, the other half that, that makes me whole, as cliche that may sound, but having that companion, having that friend, I'm thankful for. I look at my wife and I take it for granted sometimes how really wonderful she is how beautiful she is. And I'm glad I'm able to, to write that ship a little bit and come back and, and tell her and show her how much she means to me that having her in my life has really enriched it, has been able to, I've been able to achieve more because of her, of having, going back to that piece, knowing that there's a partner knowing that there's a comrade in this game with me that we are going to achieve things together. And my mother and my sister having the love and knowing that whatever happens, you have someone on your team that you can go to at any time of day for anything. Having my friends, a good network of friends, both inside the industry and outside. You need that. I, I have that right now, and I'm so thankful for them. Having peers that we can talk business stuff, I can share wisdom with, I can receive that sage knowledge from someone who's already been through this, and then having the friends that have nothing to do with this industry and just their perspective on life and the things that they've been challenged with outside of this gives good balance. And it all point all, all these overlapping circles with me in the center. And I'll tell you what, friends, I feel good. I really do. And all these exciting things on the horizon, these things just within reach. I think sometimes people can't process that. They're waiting for all these balls to drop in the future and to attain these rings and, and grab them. And it might not happen. And I'm secure enough to know 
that my journey is towards those. And if I grab them, excellent. If not, I'm going to replan, retool, and reintroduce myself to those goals or new directions and keep moving forward. I'm reading a book right now, actually listening to the audiobook, because that's the business I'm in too, audiobook narrator. And it's called Relentless by Tim Grover. Wow. I encourage you all to get that book, to listen to the audiobook. And he talks about three people the coolers, the closers, and the cleaners. I am identifying more with the cleaner. And these are people at the top of their game. We're talking Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You know, Tim Grover was a, an elite athletic trainer at the top level. And the things that he was able to get these guys to do who already had the talent, already had drive, he just helped hone them. And in his book, he reflects back on some of those challenges and how he got athletes to do some, you know, X, Y, and Z. And the greatness in many of these men, their determination and, and how they would achieve their goals. I just really related to the hard work and drive. And in this listening to this book, it, it influenced me. It's challenging me to be better, to do better, to work harder, because no one is going to do that for you. No one is going to get you up, get your butt in that seat, get your butt in that gym. Calvary is not coming. It's up to you to get yourself to that point so you can be ready when the opportunity comes. And it was a good check. It was a good heart check. And I'm still about uh, three quarters of the way through it, thoroughly enjoying it. I listen to, as we know, a lot of leadership books and following uh, many present and past leaders and the, their philosophies. Of course, not everybody is PG. There's some PG-13 material, but I still am able to glean from those from the knowledge that these people have and apply it to my life and execute on those principles. So I hope that every single one of you listening today had the opportunity to take a moment and reflect on things that you're thankful for. A lot could be going on right now. And it is across the world, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, maybe, a lot of perplexing issues. But if you really focus, if you really dig deep and do that heart check and look at things that are important to you, look at things that are inspiring you, that are keeping you going, there are things to be thankful for. It's all a matter of perspective. If you've only got one eye, be thankful that you've got the two ears and the four 
limbs. And if you only, or if you're missing a limb, but you still can talk, you still can hear. Find those things to be thankful, if not be grateful for. Wake up and say, I'm grateful for these things. And you start your day off with that, it changes your whole day. It changes how you interact with people, how when problems or attitudes come at you, how you react to those. And day in, day out, you continue with that type of mindset, that belief system. It'll influence you and everyone around you. And trust me, it does work. I've seen it work. Thanks for listening. I pray that each one of you listening to my voice right now can have peace in your life, hope, love, purpose, and overall a quality of life that is worth getting up every day for to conquer the challenges and attitudes that may beset you so that you can continue to pursue and execute on the thing you were created for. Thank you, and God bless you all.